If you like the podcast, remember to check us out on YouTube, where you get to see comedy commentary and a whole lot more. That's the YouTube channel, Balderdash Academy. Good afternoon, Dashers. Would the student body please report to the auditorium for this month's visiting professors, Haunt Me. And remember, there is still time to submit your jack-o'-lantern picks for this year's competition. Submit as many times as you like, and together we can have a pumpkin jack-off to remember. (laughs) All right, what are you laughing at now, Butler? Aw, Balderdash Academy, competitive comedy. Good for your health like a yearly colonoscopy. Bring a flask, don't forget your hall pass. If you need a laugh, let me introduce the school staff. Marie Stewart Harmon teaches home economics. See her after class for some home-brew tonics. Sex with me is like Nate Green, because finishing on top is his normal routine. Coach Steve brings the show sports knowledge, but he's bad at portmanteaus because he didn't go to college. Paulie McGill spits words like an Uzi. She wins every game and can't name a single movie. They call him Randy Hunt, the theater guru. He'll always almost win like deja vu do. Carla Rose Dubois, you better watch your back. She's notoriously known for teaching music facts. And Baba Blanc gets no disrespect. Don't talk back, because he's technically correct. Yes. Let's go. Balderdash Academy, baby. All right, sit down. Class is starting. Happy October and welcome to our Halloween episode of Balderdash Academy. So, Molly, you are off to a great start. You won the first episode. What is your strategy tonight? Well, thanks for the reminder, Bob. Um, I've been basking in that light and that glow for quite some time. My strategy is just to keep it simple and uh, keep it spooky, as aforementioned. That's a perfect strategy. Now, our visiting professors today are Carol Cleveland, Ty Gowan, and Anna Halloran. That's right. Haunt Me are here tonight. We're also celebrating my favorite holiday this October assembly, Halloween. And speaking of Halloween, our Pumpkin Jack official pumpkin carving contest is back. And we will have a winner announced on our next show. So whip out your gourds and show us your pumpkins. To enter, just post a picture of your jack-o'-lantern on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag PumpkinJackOff. Tag us in the post, and the winner's (coughs) jack-o'-lantern picture will be featured on our next show, and you will receive a a one-of-a-kind item from our store. Now... Carol, Ty, Anna have agreed to be the scorekeepers tonight while our faculty members compete for the coveted reigning champion banner. They will perform a series of comedy challenges. At the end of each challenge, our visiting professors will assign points to a competitor they feel is most worthy. They are not looking for the correct answer and likely will not find it. But they are looking for the best answer. The points are arbitrary and can be given to anyone at any time for any reason. At the end of the show, the faculty member with the highest point total will be named. 
the reigning champion. Now, to mix things up for an opening game and to keep our faculty on our feet, I'm pulling a blast from the past. This is a game called Lie Lie Again. Uh, now, snap. I will read a weird or unusual fact about a select member of the faculty. This statement can be the truth or a lie. Now, as you know, from our last season, our visiting professors and fellow faculty members may question the subject to better understand whether or not the statement is the truth or a lie. Now, either way, the subject must convince everyone else that the unusual fact is true no matter how absurd it sounds our visiting professors will award points based on the line of questioning they like best the conclusions the people made whatever hits their fancy they're going to give points on what they like best tonight's truth is one from myself growing up I had a human skeleton hanging in my basement for years. I believe that this is true. I announce it is true. Who has the first question for me? Molly. Bob, where did this uh, said skeleton come from? Did it originate with so, the house? <laughs> unlike most houses, it didn't come in from the closet. No, I... Uh, so the skeleton itself came from the teaching lab at the Leahy Clinic in, I think, Lowell. I'm, I'm not sure of the actual hospital, but it, it did come from the Leahy Clinic. Okay. Uh, was it a replica or was it a real, like, human skeleton? It was like a real articulated human skeleton. Marie. How did this end up in your home, Bob? <laughs> Two ectoplasm points for Marie. <laughs> wow. All right. Bang. So two for Marie. Uh, so it came to my home from my dad who brought it home from work. Carla Rose, what was your question? I, I tend to think there's some credence to this because you talked about a childhood friend named Boner. Um, I think this might be... Uh, one she. point from Kai. Hi. Yeah. Um, um, so was. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> I get, I get them a lot. Um, oh, so okay. two extra regular points. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm honored. Um, so, uh, so this the skeleton. Was there any like weird activity in your house that you attributed to the skeleton? Other than just having a human skeleton in the basement? Not normal. really. Not really, no. Who has it? Marie. Do you still have this skeleton? No, we don't. We had it briefly after moving to Maine, and then I'm pretty sure it went back to where it came from. Molly. It went back to where it came from. You shipped it back? And spend your whole life with it? Your childhood <laughs> best friend boner? How could you? <laughs> Was this skeleton merely decor, or was it used in childhood games? And if so, what games? So we weren't allowed to touch it. So the only game it was involved in was scare my baby sister. Uh, it wasn't like pin the boner on the skeleton. Got it. No, no, no. I feel like I missed something in my childhood because of that, Molly. Carla yeah. Rose, what do you have? 
Oh, well, it was wise. You should never touch a boner. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I feel so bad for your husband. <laughs> you, you really should. You really should. Anyway, um, I was wondering if, if your skeleton got a proper burial after you moved on. One point Likely, no. <laughs> a point for Ty? <laughs> Or from Ty. From Ty. Oh, All right. Caught it. Got it. Anyway, now. Hey, I'm just saying. If you guys want to score yourself, knock yourself out. There are no rules against it. All tens over here. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. There's, I have no confidence left. Thank goodness for comments. All right, who has a final question for me? I got one. Um. So you weren't allowed to touch it. You, you didn't want to play with it, which which is great because, you know, donated to science. You want to respect it and everything. Did you ever bring friends down just to say, hey, look at this? Like I was a little boy growing up in the 80s with a human skeleton in my basement. The question is, how many kids did I bring into the basement to see this? <laughs> of course I did. I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of the coolest things you could. I mean, other than owning Kit and having a working AT-AT, you have a human skeleton in your basement. Come on. Can I deduct points for calling it an AT-AT and not an ATA team? Uh, you can if yeah. you want. However, the official <laughs> terminology from Lucasfilm is actually AT-AT. Uh, okay, really? I deduct I deduct one ectoplasm point for myself. <laughs> to to clarify something, it does get confusing when you at it at Twitter because it's at that's at, true. At. So yeah, yeah. Right. and then it just breaks yeah. Twitter. Um, yep. Haunt me, team. Do you have any questions that you'd like to ask? I had one. It had to do with the friends, and I forgot. Oh, I, I, wonder, I, I was just wondering how many kids like are out there. Like, wait, I saw a skeleton when I was little, and it was real. Like, did they realize it was really real? Well, you, you. I mean, therapy is expensive. Maybe I got a kickback. I'm not saying yes or no, but it, it, it's it's doable. All right. So you've heard my story. Let's hear your call. Molly. Yeah, man, it's a uh, hundred. It's a hundred percent true, man. Like I know you. Like I'm pretty sure I know that you did have it. I don't know. I, I'm feeling it in my bones. I'm feeling it All deep right, down Carla in Rose, my bones. What do you got? Look, the knowledge that you had a human skeleton in your basement growing up explains a lot, um, <laughs> and I think it answers so many questions. Um, I'm going to say yes. It just makes sense. All right, Marie, what's your call? I'm going to agree with my esteemed colleagues here. And yeah, this definitely seems like something that Bob LeBlanc grew up with in his home. <laughs> All right, the Haunt Me team, what do you got? Do you want to make a consensus? Totally checks out. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm yep. about five minutes into this relationship, and this is a guy that had a skeleton. <laughs> Nate, stop the press. So, uh, it's a lie. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Take that. Good answer. <laughs> All right. So, did I have a human skeleton in my basement growing up? We have Molly with the truth, Carla Rose with the truth, Nate with a lie, Marie with the truth, haunt me with the truth. The real answer 
is something you're going to have to wait for until after four questions. We're not going to tell you right now. Check back after four questions, and I will let you know whether or not I had a skeleton in my basement. So our <laughs> visiting professors today are Carol Cleveland, Ty Gallen, and Anna Halloran of Maine's award-winning web series, Haunt Me. They explore the legends and lore of the great state of Maine and beyond. Carol, Ty, and Anna journey to discover the ghostly secrets of the unknown and share it with viewers throughout seven seasons of investigations. Links to all of their work are in the description, including their store. You should go check them out and support the show. So they invite you to tune in and explore the best paranormal locations with the team and decide for yourself, is it haunted or not? Now... Haunt Me was founded in 2011, with your first episodes being filmed on January 28th, 2012. We're now seven seasons in, right? Luckily, you have a frequently asked questions page. (laughs) So the question is, what brought you all together? Do you want me to take that one? Yes. Do you want to do the Great Fire <laughs> So it's actually really weird. Uh, long before we met Anna, um, and even longer before she became the star of the show, um, we, we actually uh, came together with a bunch of friends who were recent, recent college grads with nothing to do but an interest in the paranormal. Um, it was one August night uh, where we met, and it was me, uh, Nick Nordfors, and Ashley Brooks um, that came up with this idea. We all had contacts that we wanted to bring in. Um, and we put the show together as a thought form, trying to figure out other people are using YouTube. Maybe yep. we can make a show out of that too. The interesting part about the fire that night is that when we were driving home from this great meeting, coming up with this idea that we were super passionate about, all the power in my town was off. Um, and so all that we could see driving home was that there's this great, huge orange bloom in the sky we drove to it to find out um, one of our local establishments was on fire. Um, now, this was the Great G-Hop fire of 2011, G-Hop. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, That's a Gorham was, house of pizza for people outside oh, okay. of Maine. It's yeah. crazy gotcha. that this was on fire. Um, so, of course, we had to go see the, the tragedy. Um, so, we're standing across the road as far as we, as close as we could get, you know, taking pictures like any, you know, random rubbernecker would do. Rubbernecker. And come to find out, Anna was across the street the whole time. And then four years later, we realized that we had crossed paths that night. We were only about 20 feet away from each other. And then it was like four years later, we're going on these adventures together. It's just super weird how the world works out. Wow. It is. It is. Now, I mean, you have all of these adventures throughout the region. What are some considerations that you have when you, when you plan a season? Such a good question. I can take this one. Um, So Ty does a lot of work reaching out to people, um, locations, just, you know, um, a variety of areas areas that have had uh, paranormal activity. I think one of our favorite local ones is the Admiral Perry Inn in Freiburg. Lots of great, you know, stuff there. I mean, the owner is super nice. Um, As far as the production goes, like deciding how to investigate and what techniques we're going to use. Uh, Carol, Ty, and I just sit down and like duke it out. Like we just, you know, what's going on? How do we invoke it? You know, how do we communicate? And then we have 
amazing producers in Krista, Mike, and Nick who just make us look good, make us sound good, and make the yeah. whole show good. Yeah, we get we get. We requests. got a guy like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny yeah, that that, uh, though because they are so important. Our, our investigations run, you know, twelve to fourteen hours sometimes, and people tell us that they want to see the whole thing uncut. But anyone, you know, making a production like this, you know, you would know that that's yeah. a no-no. No. Um, <laughs> no, you, no. You don't know what you're asking and you don't want that. So our producers yeah. trim us down to the 45 minutes of the best activity, the most logical storyline um, when something comes together and the best quotes and the best hair. Yes. So, like, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> See, this is why I don't do paranormal investigations. My best hair day is every day. It's just I'd always win. <laughs> <laughs> Facial hair is looking pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He nailed it today. Touche. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's an excellent point too. Is because if you're shooting on multiple cameras, your 12-hour day could be 40 hours of footage. Mm-hmm. How many cameras are there? There's like eight to ten too. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's because you, you never know where anything's going to happen, so you can't film like a, a scripted show. It has to be reality. Yeah. So. Anywhere that we've we've discovered a hot spot or we're told a legend occurs in a certain area, you have to have a stationary camera on that and you have to review all the footage because if you're not in the room and the book flies across the, the wall or the the floor, yeah. you know, yeah. it, didn't, it might as well not have happened to your viewers as much as yeah. you can tell them, oh, it was over there. Now it's over there. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like Instagram. Yeah. If it's not on Instagram, it didn't happen. Well, I mean, there's a lot of fishing with this, too, where if it picks or it didn't happen has to be a a big, not criticism, but demand from the fans of the show. And um, one of the things that impressed me a lot about the show is you never went the discovery route where if something didn't happen, you made sure something did Oh, you know, no. I yeah. like that you focus on the story, you focus on the why, you focus on just the fact that you're not going to get a bite every time you go fishing. Because that's the reality of it, that's, you know, yeah. like, and sometimes you catch a boot when yeah. you go fishing, too. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's so, yeah. we've had a real fun run-in uh, with a location that we were locked inside of, promised <laughs> that it was secure, and ran into um, someone who was very high. Yeah. On- <laughs> Nested in the basement. Oh. Oh. The basement is the best way. There's your poltergeist right there. <laughs> Alan, Alan is just saying it was nice to see you again today. So. <laughs> Our points are in last place. We have. <laughs> we have myself with negative two points, followed by our visiting professors <laughs> with negative one point. We have a tie between Molly and Nate with no points, which I believe is the first time I've ever said that in Balderdash Academy history. Oh no. About those two especially. (laughs) We have Marie with two points and in the lead, (laughs) Carla Rose Dubois with three (sighs) points. You did get my Venmo. That's a lot of fun. It's all about the burst. So, uh, join us when we return for more Balderdash Academy and the answer to my lie, lie again. When we come back, go Dashers! <laughs> I 
Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place is myself with negative two points. Next, we have our visiting professors with negative one point. We have a two-way tie between Molly and Nate with zero points. Marie with two points. And in the lead, we have our notorious CRD with three. So, joining us today are our visiting professors, Carol Cleveland, Ty Gallen, and Anna Halloran of Maine's award-winning web series, Haunt Me. So before we move on to the next game, I will spin an opening icebreaker from a series of questions written by our intern, Alan. Alan will spin the randomizer to generate a random question that our Haunt Me team will answer. In 30 seconds or less. Are you ready? No pressure. Do we get points? No. Came up with question number eight. If you could investigate any place in the world with complete access and no supervision, where would you choose to investigate? Disney World. Ooh. <laughs> Without a skip a beat. <laughs> As a former Disney Gosh. employee, I approve. All right, so. In honor of Haunt Me's career investigating the unknown, we have four questions about a mansion that actually inspired the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Oh. So it was a mansion itself that was inspired by a vengeful haunt, a house filled with mystery and tragedy. It's the Winchester Mystery House. So whichever one of our faculty members gives the best, not the correct, but the best answer, Carol, Ty, and Anna will award points our first question. In 1886, Sarah Lockwood Winchester of... Carla Rose's home of Connecticut, the wife of gun magnate William Wirt Winchester of Winchester Rifle fame, began construction on the 24,000 square foot mansion. According to folklore, why did she start building the house? So the question is, why did Sarah Winchester start building the house? Carla Rose, you're in the lead. What do you have? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have no freaking clue, but <laughs> got a trick up my sleeve. Like I've been known to have a little ESPN myself. <laughs> I'm going to try a little automatic writing here and see what happens. Yeah, right. There's another point. <laughs> That's how it's Cross done. Cross the T, dot the I. All right, we got it. Ah, Mrs. Winchester was trying to find Waldo. <laughs> she was trying to find Waldo. And do you perchance have any snacks? That's it. That's all I got. Finding Waldo and snacks is incredibly important. Nate. points for CRD. How many chocolate milk points? Ten. Nice. Whoa, ten. Pulling out the big numbers now. I thought you could only get Oh, I didn't Take know that. we could do this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, as Anything a reminder, our visiting professors can give any points to anyone for any reason. You make up the rules when it comes to points. Have fun. So, yeah. Nate, what is your answer? 
Oh, well, I mean, everybody knows that she started uh, building the house because she felt that uh, the money that she had came from the manufacturing of weapons. Um, and the people who died from these weapons haunted her family. Uh, mm. And so she kept building and building and building in order to um, be able to confuse the ghosts that haunted the mansion. Um, ultimately, that became very confusing for her because sometimes she would be going to the bathroom at night. And she'd hit a dead end. Um, and she I mean, she had the carpet replaced like eight times because she kept peeing on the carpet. So, um, no points for interpreting my nightmares. <laughs> How many points? Twelve. So, Twelve, 12 points. points. Uh, so yeah, so she basically <laughs> had to create secret doors and like tunnels, ball pits. She did not let kids in them because then fecal matter would be everywhere, and right. ghosts everywhere. really love fecal matter. <laughs> All right. So to confuse blood money revenants. Um, I'm going to give an additional five points for historical possible accuracy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Marie, why did she yes. start building the house? Well, as we know, her, her husband was a gun manufacturer, creator of lots of different type of gun weaponry. Um, but she also was an expert at hiding the rifle the gunware, all of the tools inside <laughs> of costumes. Gunware, yeah. That's, yeah, well, it's, that's what the costumes ended up being called was gunware. And she needed rooms to store each one of these different types of gunware that was suited for the different type of weaponry that her husband was creating. So she just needed a lot of rooms for all of the costumes for her rifles that are then called gunware. Uh, <laughs> 10 points for gunware term. I love that. Oh, yeah. 10 points for gunware. All right. So not Molly. Really, just, just because of it, it's, it's a fun podcast. No, no points for actual gunware. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. hypothetical gunware is fine. Actual yeah. gunware. Okay. Yeah, All right. Molly, what do you got? Well, um, as fun as those stories are, it's actually pretty practical why she just kept on building the house. See, she was a woman of uh, many, many talents. Her her most uh, famous being uh, crocheting. Um, and one day, as she's crocheting, she hears a call down the hall. Oh, I got to go down the hall. Goes down the hall. Ah! And she comes back just like that. She comes back. Her knitting needles are gone. Her hooks, they're all gone. gone. The hooker's gone. And so gone. she says, well, yeah. gosh darn it, I got to find these dang things. So she just keeps building rooms. She's like, they got to be somewhere. They'll show up if I just keep building a room. So you just kept building a room. And soon enough, she had herself a new hobby and just couldn't stop. She's pretty addictive like that. She was knitting a hat. Well, it's always the last place you look, and if you run out of places, you just have to create new ones. That That's makes a I'm lot saying. of sense. All right, so we have Carla Rose trying to find Waldo and or snacks. We have Nate to confuse blood money revenants, which I'm pretty sure is coming out from Vin Diesel in 2024. <laughs> Marie hiding gunware costumes, and Molly, she ran out of places to look, so she just kept making places. I would like to uh, award award seven um, hooker points for that answer. <laughs> All right, seven hookers for Molly. So, um, <laughs> we had a. Right, I'm not making 
We have a bevy of points being thrown out during that question. Uh, so the answer is, according to folklore, a medium told Sarah that her family misfortunes were the result of blood money the family had accrued from the Winchester rifles, Nate. Uh, the medium warned of veg vengeful ghosts who would seek revenge <laughs> and to ghosts. protect herself. According Vegetable to folklore, ghosts. the medium told her that she needed to move west, build a home for herself, and for the spirits who have fallen oh. from this terrible weapon. Mm -hmm. So, Nate, well done. Mm -hmm. Now, according to folklore, there was more. That prophecy came with one hell of a catch. What was the catch? Nate, what was the fine print of that prophecy? The fine print is that in order to remain safe in her own home, she had to hire somebody to dress up in a Kool-Aid man costume and break through the walls every time she got stuck and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I would agree with that 10 points. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Marie, what do you have? Um, The medium expressed to her that the only way that she would be able to contact the spirits is if she drank a fifth of whiskey every time. Oh, so all this the points. 30 points for Marie. She had to consume a lot of whiskey in order to be able to get through to the spirits. Probably true. All right. She literally had to bite the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Molly, what do you have? Well, everyone knows that uh, contacting the spirit world takes takes some some talent um, and and some time. And so the catch was actually that each room she built had to have an unsweet bathroom because, as we know, to contact the spirit world, you just got to flush it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes sense. An ensuite bathroom. How many points? Thirty. Three points. I'm trying to even Anna out. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just doling left and right. You talk whiskey. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> All right, Carla Rose, what do you have? Okay. Um, actually, little known fact: that medium was that Warren lady who was also from Connecticut. And I know it's not like in her time frame, but she was able to jump on the timeline. And she ended up stealing money from Mrs. Winchester. So she became, and she's really short. So she became a small, medium at large. And so anyway, um, so, so then. I'm going to, I'm going to add another five points to that for that Warren lady. The Warren lady. See, I can because I'm also from Connecticut. It's so good. I, it's perfect. So, anywho. What she did, she was so powerful. She conjured up a large blob of ectoplasm. It was commonly thought of to be the Kool-Aid man, but no, oh. I know who it was because I actually was an extra in the last Ghostbusters film and I became close personal friends with Slimer, right? Okay. So that was the origin story of Slimer was the, the Winchester mansion. And he was like, ah! and he was like going through the house and she had to chase him everywhere. So that was the problem um, was that, she had to be forced to live with Slimer forever. Good news is she put him on a healthful diet and now he goes by Slimmer. Aww. I'm going to give it another 10 points for the layers. <laughs> <laughs> 
like an onion, it'll make so you cry. Layers. All right, so we have Nate hire somebody to dress as a Kool-Aid man. Marie drank a fifth of whiskey. Molly was in the unsweet bathroom. And Carla Rose, ecto much cooler slimer. All right. Is there, are there any additional points you'd like to give? Um, five for Nate, because I think he's great. Oh. Five for oh. Nate, just for being Nate. All right. So I want to give two to uh, you for rhyming. Oh my god. <laughs> We're having the this is beautiful. Yeah. All right. So um the answer to quote the medium directly from folklore, because apparently you can now quote folklore. If you continue building, you will live. Stop and you will die. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't so, half the house. Yeah. Waking, she just built it up. Yeah. She should have been more specific. Could have been Legos. Talk about having issues with <laughs> DIY, right? Yeah, she's going to work herself to the bone. No kidding. <laughs> to the boner? Lincoln logs. <laughs> We're getting there. I'll tell you whether or not it's a true statement. So, though the house was supposed to be her protection in 1906, it did try to kill her. Ooh. What oh, happened at the house that put her life at risk? Marie, what do you have? Oh, she was taking a bath. Uh, and there was some weak board underneath, um, perhaps from ectoplasm, who could know? Um, and the, the tub just fell directly through the floor with her in it. She was just trying to get clean. All right, Marie, she inspired the money pit. <laughs> That's a good All right. Ten points because I laughed out loud. Like, yeah. <laughs> Watching Sarah Winchester fall through a tub in my mind. That's all you want. I pictured her going through the all the way down. And Am I the only one who's hearing the Wilhelm scream right now? <laughs> all right. So, Molly, what, what do you got? What's your answer? Uh, well, she was uh, waking up one morning. She had her coffee. She's ready to get her day going. She's like, I'm feeling a little peckish. So she decided to make some breakfast. Lo and behold, she opens up the fridge. The eggs start jumping out. They're cracking on the, the counter. She's freaking out. She's like, screw this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go watch some TV. She turns the TV on. It's just staticky. She hears some voices coming through. She can't figure out what it is. She's like, you know what? I am out of here. All of a sudden, all the doors open up and this cold, frigid air comes whipping through her and kicks her out the house down the hill into the bog. bog so you're saying she shouldn't have pissed off Zool that's what I'm saying yeah. and poultry guys poultry guys extra five points to that though for making references to horror movies I actually know <laughs> I think that's all I got alright I think that's all the movies Molly's actually seen Carla Rose what do you have okay I gotta I got set the scene here let's see <laughs> All right. So here's here's what happened. So one day, Mrs. Winchester got up and she went to her morning toilette. And um, you know, see, there's there's truth to everybody's story here. So she had one of those high powered flushers, fecal flushers, and like Nate said, the uh, you know, uh, paranormal activity is drawn to, to to feces. So she went to her morning toilette and she did the Obviously. flush, and she looked in the reflection in the toilet. And it was that Warren lady again. <laughs> As you do, look into the toilet. She said, Oh my God, that first 50, that got me. And then. In my toilet! 
Oh my God, you tied it back. Well, I'll end it there. It gets really, really disturbing with like, like Molly said, the poultry guys, she had a Cornish hen in her fridge that kept clucking at midnight and just basically the, her, her gun dress was so heavy. She fell on a puddle of sl- slimmer and, uh, she, it just ended. It came to a, a gross, disgusting end. And the last thing she saw was Waldo peering over her and saying, I told you so. <laughs> it's all true. That makes sense. Nate, what do you have? Uh huh. I, well, I have the real answer, which isn't really funny. It's kind of sad, actually. Um, so yeah. she uh, she woke up one morning. She went in, much like some of these stories started, she went into the bathroom, took a, look, <laughs> took a look into the mirror, realized that she was visited by a, a spirit or something that startled her so much her hair turned red. Um, and it was curly and... Yeah. Um, she then was sent to an orphanage and, um, this big, tall bald guy, uh, named daddy Warbucks, I think came and adopted her. Um, and they had a big red dog named Clifford and, and, uh, Clifford actually, um, nipped at the ceiling fan one day and, uh, they had to put him down. Um, Just like a Sarah McLaughlin video. I told you it was sad. I told you it was sad. Uh, But the house is still there. Damn. So that's a that's a plus. That's a Benny. Yeah. All right. A boner. So we have Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty five because you made Carol cackle. So your net is twenty. Twenty points. All right. So we have Marie with taking a bath. Weak board. Boom. Scene from the money pit. Molly with Poultrygeist. Carla Rose with Paranormal Activity is basically <laughs> And Nate, Hard Knock Life with a Big Red Dog. Mm. <laughs> Would you like to award any additional points? I'm going to give a bonus point to Nate because he made a musical reference. <laughs> yep. All right. Bonus point to Nate. Now, the answer was hinted upon right at the beginning. Thanks, Ty. The Great Earthquake of 1906 collapsed three of the seven stories and trapped her in her bedroom. She had to be dug out to escape. Uh She could have used that Kool-Aid man, Nate. Oh, yeah! Or Clifford if she didn't put him down. That's true. Like, if she just kept her giant dog alive, right? So the house was under construction continually for 38 years. What was unique about the end of the house's construction? Molly, because of that... Definitely know the answer. Look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, when construction um, s- stopped, she, um, well, it was, it was a great, it's a, a family reunion happened and uh, Uncle Jesse was there and uh, the twins. <laughs> so cute. And, uh, you know, the, that dad guy, um, really tall guy, um, Bob Saget. Um, they're related. <laughs> Going back in time, it's fine. It's it's a really convoluted family. Um, and then that like uh, that other weird uncle with like the, the other one, yeah, yeah, the like yeah, yeah the hair. He was there. Um, and then the little girl Stephanie and Deej. Yeah. I mean, they all moved in, and so it just became yeah. one really big fun party. Yeah, well, a good thing too because it cool. apparently was a full house. Carla Rose, what do you That's have? What I'm saying. Well, um, th- uh, the way I heard it was that she was a real breakfast foodie. So she uh, she built a 
a W hop. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, wait, what was her last name again? Winchester. Winchester. Winchester, that's it. Winchester, <laughs> W hop. It was either Get that it? or Glock, right? Or Smith right. or Wesson, right? <laughs> right. No, the Glock family built the G spot down the road. Well, that makes uh, yes, sense. Yeah. It's really hard to find, I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where the hookers yeah. are. Right. <laughs> Boner. Um, but she did the, the W um, uh, house and she <laughs> did a lot of waffles, breakfast pancakes. There was nobody like really cool, like Uncle Jesse, but they did have Bronson Pinchot come in Ooh. and do a little, we so happy we do the dance of joy <laughs> over a pile of waffles. That was a great day. I yeah. was there. But waffles are the easiest way to greet perfect strangers. Nate, what do you have? Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, I have I'm giving a hundred points to Bob. I like yeah, I can't deal with the speed that he comes back with. So we're not no, right? we're not playing for second place, everybody. I hope everyone wants to know. Very wow. I can't well, deal with it. So, sorry, it's so funny. <laughs> I can't deal with it. I hope you guys enjoy whoever's going for second place right now. I'm going to elevate Bob 100 points. <laughs> the game. Well deserved. You just crushed my dreams. <laughs> oh. That's okay. Welcome to America. Alan will beep every True. curse word you say. So, curse away. <laughs> if you want to punish him, Nate, what do you have? So, um,. What, it was really a dawning of an age of Aquarius uh, at that time. Usually I don't is. know what that means, but that's what I've been told. <laughs> and um, she she kind of had a, a she she realized that Warren lady was full of waffles and uh, just said, you know, they're not out to hurt me. And she made friends with the ghosts and established the first ever smart home. Um, she was able to talk to the ghosts and say, hey, can you turn the lights on in my bedroom? And they did that. Um, and can you start the dishwasher? And they did that. They, she didn't have a dishwasher, but the ghosts washed the dishes. So it worked that way. It actually was better on electricity. But uh, so that was the first ever smart home. First ever. So the eye ghost. Yes. <laughs> I want My you to guess. have 10 points because the, the someone telling about the age of Aquarius thing made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, what do you have? So this, this house was unique. It, this construction stopped, but Winchester had plans of building more house. So there were all of these staircases that went up to the final floor that just went to a door that went nowhere. So, (laughs) much like my career. Uh, So we have Molly with a full house, Carla Rose, pancakes with Pincho. We have Nate with the eye ghost and Marie with the doors that went nowhere. Hunt Me Team, do you want to award any additional points? Yes, I want 10 more to go to Molly because the full house thing did make me laugh. I'm just so slow that I didn't even give any points. So I did not keep up with you people. <laughs> I to do this with, like, try to keep up with No, Bob. I can't. No. <laughs> I honestly thought she was talking about the movie Seven, but I didn't know where Bob Saget oh, played in. Yeah, because Uncle yeah. Jesse's in both, right? Slow. Well, Bob Saget was in the box. Upon yeah. learning of her death in 1922, the workers just walked off the job. 
very abruptly, so quickly it was reported that nails were only left half-pounded, and we all know how frustrating it can be to be left half-pounded. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, more points. Are- <laughs> all the time. So, Marie, you are actually correct. There are doors to nowhere. There are stairs that lead to blank walls. There's a doorway that leads to a 50-foot drop straight to the ground below with nothing. That's the baby's so, room. <laughs> when the tree ties up, down the no baby cradle. 15 points from me. Oh, my God. How much did you get? So... And that was to Molly? <laughs> that was a crash job, Molly. <laughs> so 2015 and 30 for Molly, respectively. I hope back I caught all board, of these. Baby. All right. Uh, so now back to our lie, lie again opening answer. Did I grow up with a human skeleton hanging in my basement? And the answer is Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. did. Of course you did. Uh, from as far as we know, his name was either Clay Mason or Mason Clay, or that was the facility in which they got him from. We always used to just call him Clay. Um, so my dad worked for Fuji Medical Systems as a sales rep, and he would often go to elementary schools to talk about bones and x-rays. He was an x-ray tech in the National Guard. And so he borrowed the skeleton from a buddy of his who just said, keep it until we need it. We'll let you know. Um, so for about... Yeah, I was going to say, by borrow, do you mean he murdered him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, all I know is there was an articulated skeleton in the basement. I don't know what it was. Hey, look, I'm not allowed to say. If you, you know, if you want answers... <laughs> He, he, so you, you know, said he was articulated. Vinny, yes, he speaks very clearly. He speaks very, yeah, very he has clearly. like multiple. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was a very yeah, well-spoken. Yeah. Bob for being accessory to murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, minus 130. Minus? So, uh, oh, I thought you added. Oh, no. Did you add or yeah. take away? Oh, I took okay. away. I want you back to zero. Oh. I yeah. regret what I said earlier. You All might right. be fast. Well, that's good. But now I can't trust you. <laughs> well, uh, no, that's true. my dad my dad borrowed him from a uh the Leahy Clinic to teach at elementary schools and he would regularly, once every couple of months, bring the skeleton to give a talk at the elementary school. So yeah, the skeleton could talk yeah, at the, the elementary school? Yeah. Well he was just articulated, so yeah, He's now, actually, I'm, 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 I'm the only articulate. Yeah. And that's when I realized that all this is is a naked Muppet. So, yeah. <laughs> Carol. Oh my God. I can see your hand. <laughs> I know, right? Naked Muppet. <laughs> you got that. 130 points. <laughs> all right, 130. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I go to, yeah. Um, when he took it to do the presentations, did he? Yes. Was he able to use the carpool lane? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And growing up just in the Boston suburbs, you needed it or you would get pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he did get pulled over, he'd just say it was his wife on aerobics. So, Mm. uh, Carol, Ty, and I wanted to take a moment to talk about Haunt Me. Now, you've investigated all throughout the region. What? were some of your more memorable investigations? Where were the places that stay with you? Um, when we went to the mill agent house, we had quite um, a personal experience 
with uh, someone named Sam, we believe, and with, um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even really know what happened, but it was a personal experience for a lot of us all at once. I missed it. What In episode would that be if our viewers wanted to watch? Yeah, the season finale of season four um, is okay. a return to this this house that we had been to beforehand, um, where a uh, a psychic had told us that when we were there last time, we missed a spirit that was actually looking for help. Um, so the psychic gave us a mission of like, you need to do certain things uh, with the spirit when you get back there. Um, because he doesn't believe that he is worthy of heaven, but also doesn't believe um, that he need, is damned to hell. So he was too afraid to cross over. Um, oh, wow. So not to take it down, but like our mission was, um, we were told it was to go back and to find him and to pray. Um, and oh, we wow. did it. It was probably one of the most impactful experiences of my life. Um, oh, and my it was God. caught on camera to see what happens when you were holding space for an entity that can't be seen, but still wants to make himself known. Goosebumps. Yeah, I, I know. Mine too, Molly. Mine too. I mean, that, 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 that's hopeful. To me, that's not, doesn't bring me down. That's a hopeful experience. Did you have any creepy experiences? Yes. Stuff that made you just want to <laughs> so get the out? What about me is we try to really show what it's like um, versus what you see on, on TV. And a lot of times what it's like is that if you're willing to understand an entity and hold space for them, you get to know them on a human level and they have names, they have lives, they're just not tangible anymore. So we really try to yeah. present it that way um, and try to pull the scare out of it enough. Yeah, it is scary yeah. like when something pops out at you or something flies across the room. But like what mm -hmm. I try to let people know is that, so a book flew across the room or a plate smashed or you got scratched what if you were here for a hundred years and that was all you figured out how to do and someone was reaching out to talk to you you would throw a book yeah. you would crash yeah. a plate or you would scratch to say yes i am here this is me listen so it's, it's all about how you phrase it um mm. and, and you kind of just like look at the different perspective of what they want and what they're trying to accomplish and what you're asking and it really puts a different filter on what the paranormal can be that being said yeah. uh we've been run out of places before because <laughs> some people don't want help no matter what yeah. people are jerks it doesn't matter if yeah. you're dead yeah. or not um yeah. <laughs> so yeah we've had scary experiences like um one right now if uh you guys uh, want to check it out is we are revisiting one of the scariest places that we've ever been for our halloween special um so if you guys want to understand uh a little bit more about what's going on in, in upper new york um at a place called hinsdale uh, mm -hmm. where there was a botched exorcism in the 1970s, which drove a family out of their uh, their home and into bankruptcy. Uh, we will be exploring that story with a not-so-nice and not-so-straightforward entity uh, over on our channel. Oh, wow. Links to everything in the description. Now, um, wow. have, you, have you ever... So you've kind of gone, like... People, uh, entities needing help and you've gone with people like entities driving you out. Have you ever been encountered some entity that's like, oh, you guys again. Why are you here? <laughs> I, 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 I had enough of us. Yeah. There's yeah. a place in 
Rumford that we've been like eight times. Of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just like, we've been there so many because it always has um, activity. Ty and I were there and we're sitting and we're just like, you know, asking questions. We're not really getting anything. And we hear down the hall, someone be like, I'll be right there. Just gotta flush the toilet. Going down the hall, but they were like, kind of like, oh, these kids again. It's like the school. (laughs) That's amazing. Or like, I'll get to ya. Yeah, like we'll do yeah. all these like bang, like when we want something, and they'll be like bang, 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 bang. Oh, and it it really does feel like a here. Okay, got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, guys, I am a giant ghost show a file. I've seen all the shows ever. Years, years and years of ghost shows, um, like the 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 one where there's the medium and the uh, the paisan detective, and then they compare notes at the end. Yes. You know, like, hey, you want a you want a pastrami sandwich? Tell me about this house. Eh? And then then there's the one where there are all these dude bros, and the dude bros going to go, come at me, bro, come at me, bro. Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's name sounds like a hobbit that guy yeah. and then yeah. then there's really among my favorites is the taps team which is the ghost hunters with uh, uh grant and, and jason and then they've they've they have their own shows now and stuff and i know and uh, you guys have worked with grant yes. before and he i think he's awesome i love their approach because they're plumbers so they would instead of being like dude bro dude they would be like it's okay, me yeah <laughs> you want a pastrami? Um, but like, I love that their their approach, and I feel like you have like an, an, a very like uh, a reasoned approach. And what do you think makes you guys unique? What do you bring that's different to uh, the ghost show realm? Honestly, and I just want to, it's so simple. We just keep it real. Mm. We have morals. We will never mm-hmm. fake evidence. If there's nothing, mm-hmm. you're going to get a boring episode of us talking and making fun of each other. And that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> As a fan, that's what I want. That. You're just yeah. watching themselves on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, speaking of what people want, our points are in last place. We have our visiting professors with one point. Yeah. So you're now on the board. Next, we have Marie with 52. We have myself with 103, Carla Rose with 109, Molly with 117, and in the lead, we have Nate with 163 points. We were just talking with zero. (laughs) Join us when we return for Marie's pop quiz and technically correct only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Hey, this is Bob. When I'm not being the headmaster at Balderdash Academy, I run Sleuth's Mystery Entertainment. At Sleuth's Mystery, we offer something different from your typical mystery experience. Our mysteries are crafted around the game and the experience as a whole. We blend characters, comedy, atmosphere, and a puzzle of a mystery for you to solve. Every show is unique, and every ending is different. At Sleuth's Mystery Entertainment, you can see the show, play the game, and solve the mystery. If you're in New England, 
Contact us at sleuthsmystery.com for a killer time. Meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings. Or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. Every other Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are, our visiting professors are in last place with one point. Next we have Marie with 52... Myself with 103, Carla Rose with 109, Molly with 117, and in the lead is Nate with 163 points. Joining us today are our visiting professors, Carol Cleveland, Ty Gallen, and Anna Halloran of Maine's award-winning web series, Haunt Me. So before we move on to our next game, we're back with our final question from the Balderdash Randomizer. Our visiting professors will have 30 seconds or less to answer this question. Question number five. What are your favorite board games and why? Please say Ouija. Please say Um... God, what have we played recently? Oh, I like board games. What we play? No, no. Just what's your favorite game? Oh, I Candyland. Love- Descent. <laughs> um, Descent. Chess? Great game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <don't laughs> good. We don't play it, Indiana's, but you guys this is your on. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Anything could have been a right answer. This doesn't have a right answer. It's an opinion piece. <laughs> I feel like that was the wrong answer, though, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it. E- I'll make it up to you. Ten points for haunt me just for oh answering the question. Why was that so stressful? It's a great game. Welcome to our world. You guys did a good job. That's the first game you thought of. I know. It's just. I, I appreciate that. Candyland. <laughs> Candyland is a classic. It is a classic yeah. game. You win classic, it and is. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm backing you up, girlfriend. Thank you. I stand bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you ever find like when you when you're trying to communicate with a spirit and you're like, "What's your favorite board game?" They they kind of they're like, "Oh my gosh, what do I say?" Like, do they yeah. ever freeze up? Like, I all the don't. time. Well, they're always frozen. That's the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> they like, can't say shoots and letters because I fell off the ladder and that's what happened. Aww. That does. Thanks for bringing up such a painful subject. That's awkward. <laughs> Between that and Clifford, you're a real downer tonight. <laughs> All right, so now it's time that we move on with our monthly pop quiz. Tonight, we have our professor of home ec and wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Yes, and I'm here to show you my pumpkins today. Marie Stewart Harmon. As it is Halloween season, um, and I'm going to go with the health and wellness aspect tonight. I've got a game for you guys called Trick or Treat Yourself. So not all hand- Halloween candy is as bad for you as you might think. Some is relatively healthy. 
And luckily, we have a whole panel of experts here to tell us what the healthiest Halloween candy is and why. And I'm so excited to hear about this from you guys. Um, so to start, I'd love to hear from Nate because you're on my screen right now. Nate, what is the healthiest Halloween candy and why? The healthiest uh, Halloween candy, I think, is actually um, it's a home. You shouldn't really get homemade candies or anything, but um, the neighbor two houses down makes uh, a delicious. I've been told they're very delicious, um, <laughs> like chocolate nougat thing. And um, the reason it's so healthy is because you can only eat it once and then you pass away. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a great dietary aid because you don't eat anything after. And that's um, there yeah. you go. Delicious. Okay. All right, chocolate nougat. To lose weight. There you go. How about you, Bob? What do you what what is the healthiest candy and why for you? Well, the healthiest candy and why is obvious. The answer is obviously payday. So payday itself is made up of very few ingredients, uh, most of which are sugar, which is grown, and peanuts, which are grown. The salt that's added in is a pure mineral. So effectively a payday being a grown product is nothing more than a salad and salads are completely mm, okay. healthy. Mm hmm. That makes perfect sense to me. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. You are the headmaster and one of the smartest people I know. But Molly, I'd love to hear from you. Um, what, what is the healthiest candy and why? What would you be the, giving your kids this Halloween if you had a choice? Man, kids go trick-or-treating. They love all the stuff that's in there. They dump their bag out. They're wonderful. There's one thing that they just go, this is bullshit. <laughs> and that's a toothbrush. Mm. That's not candy. Get that out of my bag. Toothbrush. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Yeah, I'd, but I'd probably healthy. be pissed if I got a toothbrush. Yeah, too. you're not going to eat it. <laughs> but so it is healthy. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's true. Yeah. I have a note about toothbrushing afterward. Um, how about you, Carla Rose? What do you think? What's the what's the healthiest Halloween candy and why? Well, as a member of the American Dental Association, which is why I'm drinking my fluids through a straw because I'm wearing braces. I know all about tooth health. Anywho, <laughs> what I can definitely say is that another uh, thing that kids say this is shit to, but that has a literal and technical shit connection to is licorice, liquorizia in, in Spain or Italy. It's made from an actual root. And also it's all freaking dressed up for Halloween too. It's black. Um, so it's made from a root of something, um, that, which is used in their brew. So I'm sure it Im impugns different magical, um, things upon a person, which is healthy and also less people eat it. So it's self-limiting. So it, it avoids, uh, um, uh, caries or dental, uh, thingies, uh, you know, cavities. cavities. Yes. It, it, I'm sorry. I'm in the ADA. It come, the technical term comes first, right? I'm thinking as a dentist, it's self-limiting. <laughs> Kids won't eat it. They avoid it because of the flavor of off putting. So by, by avoidance, therefore it's healthier because people avoid it. Um, and also the poop connection is it makes your poop completely green in a very, very alarming way. I know from experience. <laughs> Interesting. Thanks so for it the cleans pictures. you right out, that licorice there. Awesome. It really does. Yeah. 
really does. Well, the these have all been really wonderful answers. And before I tell you what some of the most healthy Halloween candies actually are that you will actually enjoy, I'd love to hear if our Haunt Me, Haunt Me team has any points for any of you. For Was there anything that you resonated with with those candy choices, Haunt Me? Let's stay under control. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do like a rank choice or whatever? No, I sure. Let's go. Let's go and make. Okay, let's do it. So, how much do you want to give Carly? Um, I want to give her forty points because okay. um, thank you. Licorice is terrible. True. Yeah, self-limiting licorice. There. Yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> how about Nate? Nate? Nate had the chocolate nougat where you eat it and then you die. So yeah. you, it's a diet. That was the funniest thing. So you want to give Nate your points? Yes. Okay. How how many points are we given? How what would you like to yeah. award Nate? It's up to you. Uh 20 points okay. Nate. Woo! 20 yeah. points for that chocolate nougat death. I've lived <laughs> I've lived Molly's life, uh, so I'll give Molly 30. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. toothbrushes are bull. Yeah, they are. Especially the house that you don't expect the toothbrush to come from. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? I, like I expected a full size candy bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, not a fun size. I always tell my kids you you can't say you don't like it until you try it. So they have to eat at least one toothbrush. Toothbrush. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah. We, we have the absolutely. same morals in our household. You're a good parent. Nate. Well, thank you. And and Bob here had a really good point. All of the ingredients that go into a payday come from the ground. So it's basically a salad. So how would we like to award points to salad payday? <laughs> They're all nodding. I want to award Bob um, 15 points because I rolled my eyes when he said payday, thinking he was going to go in one direction. And he went in another, and so you have fifteen apology points from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, awesome! Um, well, I do have three suggestions for some healthy candy here: dark chocolate. It's chock full of antioxidants. Give out that dark chocolate. Um, the oh, number right. two one is Twizzlers. They are a low fat option. And my third suggestion would be. Peanut M&M's. M&M's, those oh. peanuts, they have, they boast protein, fiber, and they have some calcium. So you can feel like you can eat all of the candy you want if it's dark chocolate Twizzlers or peanut M&M's. However, my note about toothbrushing is um, the suggestion that I read online was that if you um, have your kids like elongate the time that they're eating the candy, that that doesn't do great for their teeth because they're constantly adding sugar to their teeth. So if they're going to like binge candy, have them binge it so that they brush their teeth immediately afterwards so that they get those sugar bugs away. Nice job, team. Yeah, diabetes <laughs> over cavities. All right. Yep. right. So, yep. <laughs> the ghost of Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Ten points. Ten points. There we go. All right. Diabetes. So, now, the Hot Meat team, I know you don't investigate private residences unless they're notable in history, but let's say someone manages a public building and they're having paranormal issues. They want to be featured on your show. What's the best way to contact you? Yeah, if you uh, we we do private residences, uh, but we won't 
publicize that on, on the show. So if you're having ghost problems, you can reach out to us. We want to make sure that we are an, an asset to the community, but we're also not going to share your business on our show. But if you want uh, your <laughs> public space investigated, you have some historical claims that you want investigated or some uh, haunted happenings, just reach out to us at hauntmeofficial at gmail.com. Um, and one of us will get back to you shortly. We will. Which one though? No. Because we never sign it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next fan favorite game is technically correct. Everyone but Molly loves it. Now I will read a description of a movie that is technically correct. And our faculty members will all come up with an answer as fast as possible and present it one by one. Our visiting professors will award points based on the answers that they like best. Movie number one. A security guard stops a robbery. A security guard stops a robbery. Molly, what do you have? Paul Blart Mall Cop. Paul Blart. So I know with a security guard. <gasps> Carla Rose, what do you have? Well, my first choice was Paul Blart Mall Plop. What? Cop. So now I'm going to go with Night at the Museum. Mm. Night at the Museum, not Mall Plop. You're going with mall that toilet plop, theme right through, aren't yes, you? I, All right. It's right there. I can't. Can't flush it. All right. Night at the Museum. Nate, what do you have? Oh, I am going to go with the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Wow, Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Deep cut. It's a fantastic movie. It really is. Marie, what's your Uh, answer? Yes, I'm going to go with the Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Terminator 2. So we have... Carla Rose with Night at the Museum, Nate with Flintstones, Meet the Jetsons, Marie with Terminator 2, Paul Blart Mall Cop for Molly. (laughs) Haunt me, how would you like to score? Which one of those do you like best? Uh, I'm going to give 20 points to Paul Blart Mall Blart. Same. All right. Yeah. So 30 points total to the Mall (laughs) Blart. 30 points total. A security guard stops a robbery, describes night at the museum. Ah, Carla Rose took it. (laughs) Carla Rose! I don't remember that happening either. Oh, it was Dick Van Dyke! Dick Van Dyke! Yes. I remember. He was the bad guy for once. That turned my world upside down. Yeah. I want to just uh, recognize, I, would, I just want to call out the energy on the Haunt Me team here as no one in the history of time has ever reacted that way to Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Not even his fun twin fact, brother. Fun fact, I carry a photo of Dick Van Dyke on my phone in case somebody asks for a dick pic. A dick pic? So. Dick pic. Uh, and that's actually a true story. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> he showed me it once. Movie. Number two, time travelers jump to a post-apocalyptic Earth to fight aliens. Nate, what's your answer? Idiocracy. Fight aliens. Idiocracy. That's right. right. That's a movie, right? What do you have? I'm going to go with Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine. Good answer. Yeah. Molly, what you got? Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Too? Yeah, I thought Bill that too. and Ted and <laughs> Carla Rose, what do you have? Um, I'll go with uh, Star Trek The Wrath of Khan! 
Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. So we have Nate. With, uh, so time travelers jump to a post-apocalyptic Earth to fight aliens. Nate has idiocracy. Marie, hot tub time machine. Molly, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Carla Rose, Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. How would you like to score? Okay, uh, ten points uh, for the Star Trek because hell yeah. Um, five points. I knew you'd do that. Because I had a uh, burger today called the Great White Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> the Charles Bronson movie. <laughs> All right. Brokeback Mountain. So. Sorry. <laughs> time travelers jump to a post-apocalyptic Earth to fight aliens describes Star Trek First Contact. Ah! Close! CRD on fire! (laughs) All right. So, movie number three. A tailor gets noticed while a trainee tries to find him. Marie, what do you have? Um, uh, the story of Hans Christian Andersen. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor. Hans Christian Andersen. Molly, what do you have? Oh, for crying out, crikeys. Um, (laughs) Oh, Lord, help me. Uh, A tailor. um, This. uh, um, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. All right, Carla Rose. This is that documentary that came out about a decade ago. It was called Sweet Baby James. Uh, It was. uh, It followed James Taylor on the road. He took a couple of wrong turns. And um, his intern was trying to find him. That was like the whole premise of the documentary. It was really endearing to James. <laughs> All right. Sweet baby James. Nate, what do you have? The Kingsman. Kingsman. So a tailor gets noticed while a trainee tries to find him. We have Marie with the Hans Christian Andersen story. Better than the Pamela Anderson story. Right. We have Molly with Pinocchio. We have Carla Rose with Sweet Baby James and Nate with the Kingsman. How would you like to score? Go for it, Carol. A story of Pamela Anderson would be like the teeniest, tiniest fabric tailor ever, I think. Yeah, and mostly synthetic. I have a feeling they'd yeah, figure out stretchy. a way to, you know, expand on it. And to ten to Carla because it sounds right. Ten. Oh. Ten to okay. Oh yeah. Wow. There we go. All right. So a tailor gets noticed while a trainee tries to find him. Describes the Silence of the Lambs. That's your favorite movie. Mm. Well, I have never like that. <laughs> <laughs> it so puts the lotion on its skin. Technically correct. That's right. Ow. All right. So the uh, final movie in technically correct. A child suffers multiple traumas after getting exactly what they wanted. Molly. Oh, um, great. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's a story of a boy who found a thing. <laughs> and he loved this thing. Just Googling but it. This thing was not allowed to be part of this world. And so he went through a m- bunch of tragedies. And that boy wore a red hooded sweatshirt in the movie as E.T. E.T. <laughs> All right. So, E.T. from Molly. Carla Rose, what do you got? That's a really good one, Molly. Um, I'm going to go with um, Child's Play um, because the boy really (gasps) wanted the Chucky doll and then, like, freaking instantly regretted it. Child's Play, Nate. 
What's your answer? Home Alone. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Home Alone and Marie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> All wow. right, Charlie and the Chocolate mm. Factory. So we have a child <laughs> suffers multiple traumas after getting exactly <laughs> what they wanted. Molly has E.T., Carla Rose has Child's Play, Nate has Home Alone, Marie has Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. How would you like to score? I'm going to give uh, 20 to Marie because that blew my mind. And then I'll do 10 to Nate because that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's right. I mean. <laughs> the thing about technically correct is there are many answers, but technically only one is correct for this game. And with this one, a child suffers multiple traumas after getting exactly what they wanted. Describes big. Oh, you oh. <laughs> 20 points to you! Get your points! Get your points! These are weird! (laughs) 20 points to Carol. 20 points! Boom! I'll give you points, Carol. You're a win! Yeah, yeah! All right! You guys see the sequel? It was called Big Deal. It wasn't as good as the first. (laughs) I thought it was bigger. That was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> Those are all really weird porn titles. So you can find Haunt Me on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Haunt Me Official. Uh, thank you for being our visiting professors tonight on Balderdash Academy. Before you go, what is new and exciting coming up this year? What are you looking forward to? This year, our biggest thing is putting together our Halloween special, which should be out now um, for you guys to check it out. Um, There's a lot that's going to be going into this in a very short amount of time that we were given with the pandemic and everything. So unlike doing a normal season that stretches out for a couple months, we are going to be spending uh, a, a, uh, I would say, a long weekend in one location that's I'd never wanted to go back to in my whole life and it's going to be a documentary about that so awesome it was nice meeting you Ty (laughs) (laughs) nice knowing you you can visit their website haunt-me.com to watch read about their adventures the links to everything are below in the description Um, make sure to check out their shops full of goodies support their endeavors check them out And before we go, it is now time for tonight's moral. So, after the discussion that we had tonight, after listening to the questions and the answers, one thing is very clear about this evening. There are certain things in life that are guaranteed. Death and taxes being two of them. There are certain things in death that are a guarantee. Some people just don't want to talk. Some people don't know how to talk. And some people are just dicks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for visiting us at Balderdash Academy. I've been your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. And it's my pleasure to announce to you our points. So, in... Last place, we have our visiting professors in total. Hot me with 11 points. Next, we have Carol, who individually received 20 points from (laughs) Nate earlier on in the evening. Next, we have Marie with 77 points, myself with 118. 
Molly with 177, and that leaves Nate or Carla Rose. Who is the winner? Well, Carla Rose. With 179 points, Carla Rose comes in second as Nate <gasps> takes the reigning champion banner no! with 100. And 93 points. Well, buddy. <laughs> nice Mario. job, Nate. Good game. Mario Good game, everybody. That was <laughs> You done. can find Haunt Me online. You guys are welcome back at any time. I had a blast tonight. Okay. Now, this is fun. <laughs> joining <laughs> us has been our faculty, Professor of Music Theory, Carla Rose Dubois. Happy Halloween. Professor of Home Ec and Wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Professor Get of English Dark Language Chocolate. Arts. Molly McGill and our new reigning champion, Professor of Steam, Nate Green. <laughs> what, what can I say other than, you know, crunchy peanut butter is better than creamy? It's true. Crunchy's better <laughs> than creamy. That was so articulated. Thank you. Have a good night. Go Dashers. So remember to like and subscribe to the video. Also remember that we have options available if you'd like to support the show directly. You can show your school pride with merch from our store. We are booking live shows, improv comedy, team building, live game show experiences throughout New England. You can now have our faculty entertain you at your next event. Links to everything are in the description. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. Go Dashers! Good afternoon, Dashers. This is your headmaster reminding you that we are now booking live Balderdash Academy. If you want improv comedy, custom game show experiences, team building, and more, you can find us online at balderdashacademy.com. And don't forget to pick up Balderdash Academy merchandise in our school store while you're there. Hey Dashers, this is your headmaster Bob LeBlanc. Join us in two weeks for our bonus game of Sex With Me with a crew from Haunt Me. Come back again for episode three on November 10th with visiting professor, improviser, author, editor, and former game show contestant Alan Adams. It's a homecoming you don't want to miss. In between, if you want to hear more Balderdash Academy, check out our improvised sketch comedy podcast at Balderdash Academy Teachers Lounge. We'll see you there. Go Dashers! Balderdash Academy. Balderdash Academy was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Think Fish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2021 by Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved. Go Dashers!